0: Welcome to Arts North, your community connection for everything art in Northern BC. I'm your host, Michael Cast. I finally got my... Ta- this is probably the first podcast that I've got the tagline totally 100% and now I've just blown it. But uh, I'm sitting across from me, I have John Chuby, a uh, filmmaker. I yeah. guess, is it film anymore? Do they call I, it I Filmmaker?
1: Even, I don't even know. I, filmmaker's probably the best all-inclusive yeah. kind of thing, because you end up doing a lot of random stuff, right? So, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's
0: not even film anymore, because yeah, it's all media. digital. Actually,
1: like, you know what they've been saying? Some of the stuff that I've been doing, they've almost been switching it to content creation. Okay. Right? So I've had a lot of things where, like, oh, you're a content creator, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's what I am, I guess. <laughs> so oh, okay. I'm like, news to me, if it works for me.
0: That actually sounds kind of cool, yeah, content yeah. creator. Except when when I see people that are, what are they supposed to be on Instagram? Oh, like the influencers. Uh, I yeah. just like, what are you influencing? Yeah, I don't, I don't see know any value in this. whatsoever. I don't get it. I'm I'm,
1: despite me working in the media, you know. Working in film and everything, yeah. I'm I am not a big fan of social media right now. <laughs> with no. A lot of things going on. Well, got kind of pulling away from it a bit.
0: I had a I just interviewed some guys from Calgary um who own a design firm, mm-hmm. and I do them I do the morning talk show that Kathy Travers used to do. Yeah. You knew Kathy? Right? I did. Yeah, that's such a surprise. I was shocked. Big
1: time. I didn't see that. Guy. I actually was talking no. to her almost a week before I found out about that, and I was like really stunned when found that out yeah my god like i was just talking to her that's crazy
0: for those listeners that don't know kathy travers is uh she was a force Mm -hmm. she was a force in the community um and uh and and we've we lost her just uh, a couple weeks ago and 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 it already i'm feeling i'm feeling a, a bit of a this sort of void yeah, there's a hole yeah. there for sure. Yeah, there's a hole there for sure. She was a great supporter of the arts, especially music, and mm-hmm. she was the one that turned me on to you.
1: Yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah. she's been helping me out with um, actually a bit of guidance with some of the film film stuff as well, just kind of navigating the uh, production side of things. Oh, really? Yeah, a, she's a, a bit of she's got a that.
0: she had a lot of knowledge. Yes, big a, time. a wealth of knowledge, big right? Time. Um, especially working in in Hollywood with mm-hmm. animals and uh, New York. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> So filmmaking, and and I've seen some of this stuff, and I love I love Jeff and the Ninja. Yeah, Jeff and the Ninja is great. It's great, <laughs> and the but the one I just saw was the and I and I can never I never know if I'm pronouncing this right. Road.
1: Yeah, it was um the road real competition. Now
0: road is the name of a microphone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just for people that don't, it's R O D E and not R O A D. Yep. So tell me about that competition.
1: Honestly, that one was an impulse um, one for me, basically. Because what happened was uh, during that time, my wife was pretty much end of third term pregnancy sort of thing. So she was ready to go into labor. um, And her family was in from Winnipeg to kind of help us with some of the childcare stuff before she goes into labor, basically. Mm -hmm. And that competition came up. Um, and it wasn't something I was originally going to do, but we kind of had some time on our hands and I was like, you know what, how would you guys feel about doing a film project? Like just with us four, like, we're just going to film something super simple. We'll keep it right in the house, um, and kind of go from there. And then this competition came up and at first it was like, Oh, you know, it's gotta be a three minute kind of film of, of your choice. And at the time our youngest had been throwing his soother out of the crib. Yeah. Um and he'd be doing it to get our attention, right? Mm-hmm. And so we were kind of sitting there in bed doing going back and forth into the room getting his soother and and then at one point I was like, what if um you know, what if he was doing this to get our attention because there's somebody else in the house? And that was like my thought originally for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And so then I ended up kind of thinking about that more. We were kind of going to bed and I couldn't sleep. And so I started thinking about it more and more. And I was like, ah, that's a good, that's, let's roll with that. <laughs> I was like, that'll be yeah. our idea. Um, so then I was kind of toying with either making the, the what is in the house, either like a home intrusion type situation or some sort of creature. Yeah. And uh, ended up going with the creature root on it. And mm-hmm. we filmed it uh, in between basically bedtime like, we had about an hour window where we could film. Mm-hmm. So, we filmed it over two nights, and then that was that. And then I just edited it and put it in.
0: But you shot the. I don't want to give too much away because the mm-hmm. ending, like, I watched it today, actually. And the ending, because I didn't know you had done that. I was yeah. going, I was checking out mm-hmm. Jeff and the Ninja right, yeah, yeah. on my break. And, uh, and I was like, uh, Oh, what's this? Okay. I cuz I saw the I saw the advertisements for the Road Reel competition. Yep. the showcase and I and 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 I thought, "Oh, what can I do?" I'm like, "No, I'm not going to. I don't have the time. I've just got too much." And then I so saw I watched it and I was like, "The ending just like the ending I'm like, "What?" And yep. I'm not going to give it away. Yep. But you did. I noticed I was reading, you did um, shoot the creature mm-hmm. green screen between Or just before the show, Judy Russell's, was it Judy Russell's Beauty and the Beast? Totally. And and basically
1: what happened there was uh, my original first cut, I had my father-in-law in in the closet. Mm -hmm. Um, But he was, we put makeup on him and we made him into this thing. And because I I honestly didn't think it was going to turn out as good as it did. So we were kind of just doing it for fun. Yeah. And then when I got to the end and we did that scene and I was editing it, I was like, oh, this is actually really good. I should fix this scene. So then I, I contacted John because mm-hmm. I, I had seen Beauty and the Beast at that point, and I just with the costume I was like, you know what? If we light that right, you know, you already have a costume. I don't really want to go and try and build something. Mm-hmm. So is it is it okay if I swing by before a show when you're in makeup? We'll set. I'll set up the green screen. We'll take us two seconds. We'll get the shot. I'll tell you what to do, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. And so he was all down for it. Yeah. Um, but the night I showed up was actually they're having some big sound issues behind stage. It was a pretty rough. Rushed segment to get into yeah, it, yeah. So I was like, well, you know, if you don't have time, like, don't worry about it. Like, it's more important, like, get the stuff going for the show. But it ended up working out, and he was able to pop into front of the green screen I set up for a few minutes, and that was all I needed to finish that effect shot.
0: Nice, John Russell, right? Yeah, John Russell. That's uh, Bill, Bill and uh, Judy Russell's son. Mm-hmm. Isn't? Yeah, yeah. Uh, quite a theater family. I've worked as an apprentice stage manager at Theater Northwest. Nice. So when you say, yeah, there's a lot going on backstage. There's a a lot going on backstage. And and I
1: met most of them with acting, and I acted in the Evil Dead musical a long time ago. Oh, yeah. That's that's where I met most of them.
0: The first, uh, I think I I met Bill the first winter I was here, they were doing the Nutcracker, and this is their Nutcracker year. Yep. And I helped them with the lights uh at at Vanier Hall, oh nice. I was like, "Wow, I almost forget that I did that like fifteen or sixteen years ago.
1: yeah, you don't forget it all, you know what I mean there's a yeah. lot going on, so it's hard to forget <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, and the there's so many by.
0: talented people Very in this so. city and 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 uh but I want to c- c- step back a bit. you mentioned Winnipeg. I noticed you went to the University of Manitoba
1: I did yeah um yeah. that's where I did my physiotherapy training actually oh okay, yeah, um and I was. It was kind of an interesting story because I ended up moving down to Vancouver at one point Mm -hmm. for film school, actually, is what I was going into. But when I ended up in film school, or we were kind of going down to do our meetings for it, and I was in this amateur film fest at the time with a really old film we made. Um, And I ended up meeting uh, Sam Raimi, who's the director of uh, the Evil Dead kind of franchises Mm -hmm. and, and stuff like that. And I didn't really know that's who I was talking to when I was talking to him. But when I was talking to him, he kind of told me not to go to film school, basically, (laughs) because he saw what we were doing. And he's like, honestly, he's like, if you're doing animation or you're doing like, there's lots of reasons to go to film school. He's like, but for what you're doing, he's like, you're already doing the right stuff. Just buy a camera, start filming. You'll figure it out. You either have it or you don't. Mm -hmm. And he's like, go do something else that you enjoy, because most people burn out and there's very little money in the industry. So, Mm -hmm. you know, at least if you're. If, you, if it doesn't work out, you still have a good day job. You're still going to be able to not go into yeah. the cycle. Because there's a, there's a lot of depression and stuff within the creatives that way. And, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I can see how that happens. So it's good to have. I really like the setup I have.
0: <laughs> yeah. I uh, I was going to ask if you went to school. And uh, I don't, for myself, I didn't go to theater school. Mm-hmm. I didn't go, in, but I've learned everything. I've learned everything that I need to know, and and like and so you just pick it up,
1: right? Yeah, and like especially like with the film stuff, I've had a few people who I've worked with, like younger, you know, almost like interns that have helped us on little projects mm-hmm. and things like that, and they'll kind of ask, "Oh, well, what do you think about you know me doing this?" And my advice, a lot of times, I was like, "You know, you, you can totally go to film school and do well with it, um, and get connections, and there's lots of good things that can come from that too." but nowadays with the way the internet is and you know cameras are just getting cheaper and cheaper and yeah. you can you can do incredible things with the camera on your iPhone now like it's it's incredible what technology is there yeah so you know with with the way the internet is there's an audience out there and you can do it without going through all that mm-hmm. it is a lot of work um and I know doing like with what we've been doing up here one of the big barriers I always run into is because we're in Prince George I'll get to these meetings where we're finally talking to you know, executives and mm-hmm. trying to get something greenlit. And they're like, oh, well, where's Prince George? And we're like, oh, it's, it's here on the map. And they're like, oh, so if we were to film with you guys, we'd have to bring up a whole cast and a whole, and like it ends up making it more expensive in a oh, way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even though I know it wouldn't be more expensive just because I have filmed here a lot. So I kind yeah. of know. So it's, it's an interesting thing that comes up. And they're like, oh, if you were in New York, we'd be doing this with you. And I'm like, "Well, I don't really want to go to New York to do this. I'd, yeah. I'd rather do it here. There, here yeah.
0: <laughs> I know so. Amy Blanding was saying that uh, you worked with her on uh, You and uh, a, a whole cast of characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it wasn't that expensive.
1: No. Well, we actually filmed. This is one that I'm hoping to release fairly soon. Um, it was before Jeff and the Ninja. So Jeff and the Ninja has been our big, you know, that was mm-hmm. my biggest project. And yeah. It's, it's done the best globally sort of thing. But before that, we did this project called Clown Alley. And Clown Alley is essentially a horror comedy clown musical it's completely (laughs) off the wall right Mm -hmm. and it was something we did with absolutely no budget um with amy and a bunch of people Mm -hmm. um and we basically just kind of did it over the course of a whole bunch of nights we filmed through the night on most of them it was a brutal shoot Mm -hmm. um and we kind of created this this really weird movie and i I was editing it before we got picked up for jeff and the ninja um so i had to kind of put it on the back burner And so I wasn't able to really touch it until the last couple months. Um, So I'm finally finishing it because, and not, it's not going to be something that'll be as successful as, as what we've done. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's something about it that just like, it's a, it's a very interesting film. It's not going to blow people out of the water, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's, there's lots of things that we've really improved on since then. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's still some things in it that really surprise me. And one of the weird ones is like some of my weird views come through in it without me knowing they were there. Like when I originally wrote it, you know what I mean? And now looking back and seeing it, I see some of the um, kind of existential views that I have Mm -hmm. bleeding out through the story, which is weird because I really didn't think it did that. So it makes me wonder too if Jeff and the Ninja years from now, if I'm going to look back and kind of be like, oh, okay, I see what my state of mind was when we were writing that, right?
0: I think, yeah, some of the artwork, (laughs) like even within the last two years, Mm -hmm. look at some of the artwork I've done or some of the photography and I'm like what was, what was I thinking? Yeah. What was I thinking? I'm like, Oh, I remember that time it was either dark or it was whatever. Totally. And and my worldview back then was different than what it is today. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's really neat. And like one thing I've been trying to do, and I'm going to try to be a bit better at is uh, like, again, I'm not very good with social media stuff. I just, Mm -hmm. between the editing and the, I prefer to edit right and direct. And so the social media always ends up falling low on my scale. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm trying to be a bit better at making sure to kind of release and show some of the behind-the-scenes stuff so mm-hmm. that people can see kind of how we do this stuff. That's cool, yeah. Um, and just making sure that, like, it's really easy. Same with photography. Your old stuff, it's really easy to judge it and be like, oh, well, you know, I don't, I shouldn't release this because, you know, we're better yeah. now. But at the same time, I, I think instead I'm going to start releasing some of that old stuff um, just to show people where we came from yeah. with it. It's a I mean? story, right? Yeah, like, and, like your... and, just, and you can see the learning. Like, yeah. you can see... If you look at a lot of old directors' work, mm-hmm. I was looking at this thing with, um, oh, what the heck's his name? He did like Hot Fuzz, um, Shaun of the Dead.
0: Mm, um, I I'm, I'm not.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to remember his name. I'm really bad with names, by the way. That's one thing with my job I, yeah. that really, I see a lot of people a <laughs> day. So names just blur in my head. Um, but, anyways, he was, some of his old stuff, if you watch it, even though he was filming it in like high school, his style is already there, like yeah. 100%. And so. I think it's an interesting way to watch things that people do. And even with Clown Alley, there's scenes where we absolutely knocked it out of the park and then mm-hmm. other ones where we it falls flat. Yeah. Um and it's kind of neat to see how and then then when you see Jeff and the Ninja after, you're like, "Okay, he figured this out," right? He yeah. figured out how to yeah. do that. You know what I mean? So you can really see that learning process.
0: I think too that like editing, <clears throat> editing people I don't think I uh, editing can make or break I think a scene. Maybe not the entire film, but it can make or break a scene if it's. And I've had. I've done editing, but then somebody's taken the stuff that I've done and cleaned it up. And I'm like, whoa, that's okay. Like, how did you do that? So then I learn, like you said, you learn it. You learn every time. uh, Yeah, I learn every time. And if I don't, then I don't know. I got to go and do something else. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So what's the premise of. of Jeff and the Ninja, just so our listeners, know yeah, what yeah. To...
1: Jeff and the Ninja is mm-hmm. a, a sitcom, essentially, mm-hmm. um, and it's the best thing to relate it to. Uh, is so far, it seems to be a lot like Rick and Morty. It's a live-action cartoon sitcom, mm-hmm. um, so it's it's comical. The humor is a little bit silly at times, mm-hmm. um, but it's about a guy who basically has done everything he's supposed to in his life, and he's he's kind of just went through the motions, ignoring his own true dream, mm-hmm. and then basically gets to a stage in his life where he's not the man he's supposed to be. So he's got very poor version of himself. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, His fiance leaves him uh, having an affair kind of with his boss and he loses his job and all this good stuff. And that's just kind of backstory. Um, At which point uh, he's desperately needing money and ends up with an all powerful ninja roommate from another realm. Um, So a lot of the comedy comes with, you know, Jeff kind of regaining his life and becoming a better version of, of himself through his adventures with the ninja, and then also seeing, you know, that ninja wasn't isn't just there for for entertainment. There is a purpose to ninja's mm-hmm. kind of involvement, and as the story involves, like, even though it is a goofier comedy, we do have some things we're kind of going for with the show. Mm-hmm. The first six episodes, we just touch on it. There's a few moments within the show where it kind of slows down for a minute, and you can go, "Oh, like, there's something there," mm-hmm. yeah, but it's yeah, not yeah, enough to know yeah. what it is yet. Um, So hopefully as we go forward with it, we'll be able to kind of get more into that side of it and Mm -hmm. and continue to build the comedy the way we've been structuring it.
0: I have to say the Mm -hmm. one scene I really, that I just was hilarious was the yoga in the park.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that scene turned out great.
0: (laughs) When he's like, if you get rid of the cigarette. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah. and that was was totally, uh, originally that character, um, Darren, Uh, we actually had him as a banker. In the show originally. Oh, yeah. And then as we were writing, we kept hitting these roadblocks with him. And I was like, you know what? We got to change his job because I don't know what it's like to be a banker. I got to write someone who has a job that I kind of can relate to, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so we ended up making him essentially a physio. And I was like, well, you know what? I can pull comedy from physio stuff all day. Oh, I Because I see it all the time, right? Yeah. And so uh, we basically did that and then writing those scenes. And that came naturally. Like That was actually what's crazy is that scene was the very first thing we filmed for the six episodes. Really? It was the exact first thing we filmed. Wow. Yeah, because that was, that was our first day on set, and when we had the guy who plays Darren, uh, Amro Mazorb, um, he's an actor from Vancouver, actually, that we know through filming and, and stuff mm-hmm. kind of prior to all this, and uh, he actually has a breakout role in the new Child's Play movie now. Oh, like, he's nice. He's got a speaking role, and like, he's, he was, he's met Mark Hamill now, and like great. he's actually starting to take off a bit, which oh, is good. great good. for us cause Yeah. he's... He's one of our associate producers with the show, so he's kind of helping us with some of our pitch meetings and whatnot.
0: So where can they? Where can people? I mean, and I highly recommend it. Like I highly recommend people check it out. Where can people can you see? You can
1: you can find it on YouTube. Yeah, you know the best the best place is uh, on our website though, and just because uh, TELUS originally had the rights to Jeff and the Ninja, mm-hmm. so the version that's on YouTube. Is our sen- our more censored version, and we had to edit it a bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, where we have our director's cut, which has the extended scenes and and some of the stuff that we had to take out for for things, yeah, is on our website, right? So, and our website's just jeffandtheninja.com,
0: right? I know, <clears throat> I know. Working mm. with Shaw for the for the Arts North uh, video stuff, mm-hmm. I'm I'm sort of I feel like I'm held back because I because I have to play by their Totally, their rule. I guess they're rules, but I, I, I'd be. I mean, they're generous enough to allow me to use the studio. Yeah. Then okay, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll do that for you. Totally. But with the podcast, I can. I don't yeah. think the. I don't think the, Canada Communication. What is it? See, um, what's the
1: for communication? Yeah,
0: act? in Canada or oh. film radio oh, God, anyways I don't know. they don't <laughs> I should they don't know get a they, don't, they can't get a hold of me <laughs> yeah it's hard to get
1: and like yeah i get it like there's there's definitely like with some of ours um a bunch of things that we censored and you know for a lot of some of them actually ended up being some of the better jokes in the series because we had to find weird workarounds oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. like in episode three the scene with the kids floating in space after oh yeah it's <laughs> yeah. we had to do that Oh did you? Um, yeah, because what happened was like episode we knew the kid kicking thing was super funny. Um but, but yeah. when we were going through the <laughs> sensors, right, they're like, yeah. Well, you can't kick this kids to space, like cause they're gonna die. Like you can't kick kids to space, that's that's gonna break your PG thirteen rating. And they're like, you have to, they can't go to space. So like you have to show they're alive or like something. And we're like, oh, we can show they're alive at the end. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and we're like, so then we essentially have come up with another arc that works with all these kids being kicked yeah. to space yeah. and ends up coming yeah. back later in the show sort of thing. So it actually, some of that censorship stuff um, can even help you progress the story. And even like, I don't know, it's, it's good to have people look at it objectively like that anyways, right? One of the ones yeah. that actually I'm surprised got we had all these censorship things that we were going through and kind of back and forth and be like, okay, well, what if we do this? Or, you know, can we keep this joke if we get rid of this joke? And like, you know, oh, when we do this scene for the fight scene, like how much blood can we get away with? Can we, can we break someone's, neck but make it comical like can we you know like how much violence can we get away with sort of thing
0: now do you have a do you have a, a liaison that you deal with on the censor yeah it, a board it was, for or... that it
1: was tell us essentially because oh, they, they were going to be airing the first mm-hmm. six through uh, their story platform okay yeah so yeah. we would basically send in our rough cuts kind of to them and then we'd have kind of meetings to go through what mm-hmm. we and then it was kind of give and take <laughs> type situation
0: so how do you approach mm-hmm. your writing
1: uh, for me It depends on the project right now, like with Jeff and the Ninja, me and Jeremy have been essentially working on that for a very long time together. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so that one really comes fairly naturally for me and him. We Mm -hmm. can almost just kind of sit down and start taking premises and, and blow them down. I, I, I tend to see two types of writers, um, architects, true creatives. Um, a true creative is like Stephen King, Stephen Mm -hmm. King. He doesn't plan his things out that he writes. He just writes, and it actually just comes out of him onto the page. And at the end, he's got the story that he didn't even really know where it was going. Yeah, and you can yeah. sometimes see that when you read his stuff. Mm-hmm. Some of his endings are really bad because he just had no idea where it was going, and it just hangs. Oh or, yeah, it just hangs or just suddenly right? ends <laughs> totally. But like, and so other people, and then there's other people where they have to they have to know every beat of the story before they can even put the pen to paper. Yeah. Um, I find for me, if I'm doing a short film or comedy, I can actually just kind of write it. I can just start writing it and let things flow out and then once I get a first draft um, draft, I'll kind of lock it away for six weeks so I forget about it, go back to it, read it, and then start cutting it to pieces basically, right? Where with my feature length, like I'm working on a few feature length things right now and with those, um, especially this horror that I've been struggling with um, that one I have to I, I have cue cards all over my basement, they're all organized, I move cue cards around to try and yeah. figure out plot points, I've got kind of like those serial killer walls where you have like oh, a bunch yeah, of pictures yeah. of characters <laughs> yeah, 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 and you're, yeah. you know, so if the FBI ever goes in my basement, it's not going to look good for me. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of my process. I like to do the cue card part.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: once I figure out, um, enough that I know where the story's going, then I'll just start writing and kind of see, you'll always write, run into new problems. Like you'll write yourself into corners sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but then sometimes being creative, Finding a creative way to get your character out of these corners that you've now written them into can sometimes be the best stuff you write.
0: So do you do you figure <clears throat> out ahead of time, um, like you flush out the protagonist, mm-hmm. the antagonist? So you flush those characters out, Big or time. do you do you just let it flow until they get you now? How would I, how would this character respond to this situation?
1: Depends, right? Sometimes with yeah. comedy, I'll tend to write more like. I'll just let the characters kind of become who they are sort of thing. And sometimes even like, especially with comedy, I think there's a lot more leeway. So like, say I'm, I'm doing casting and then you have a role. What I've been trying to do now actually is, is I'm trying to write scripts where I actually don't put um, the sex of the person in them because there's a lot of roles where you don't really need to define that at all. Mm -hmm. So I'd almost rather just do the auditions with this role and this is this character. And then once somebody, I end up casting who that Mm -hmm. is, then I finish the script to make it fit that actor, right? Yeah. Um. Especially because one of the things that I've been kind of debating with is like right now, um, I'm I'm a white privileged male. Yeah. So and there's a lot of content where they're they're wanting to hear these more unique voices, right? But for me, at the same time, I'm like, well, I can't write a story from the perspective of you know a, a woman or or someone else mm-hmm. because I'm I'm not them. So it's not fair to me to do that because if anything, I'm just going to accidentally write stereotypes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I'm trying to do to kind of match that is instead I'm going to write these a little bit, especially with comedy, you can blank canvas it a little bit. Yeah. Once I have my actors, then we can make that character fit both them and me Mm -hmm. to make that story work, right? Where, So like the comedy stuff, I'm a bit more loose with my characters um, unless certain characters need to have a specific arc. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's lots of those in Jeff and the Ninja, uh, like the Hobo Willis character, the homeless guy. He (laughs) has actually a crazy arc plan. He's one of my favorite characters in the whole show. And, like, we barely get a taste of them in the first six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but with my horror stuff, on the other hand, or, like, if I'm writing... I'm writing a more serious one right now. And with those ones, I really need to know the characters a lot. Mm-hmm. Because you put them in the situations, but then you're, you're have, you have to make sure that how they're reacting um, makes sense for their character. Right? How they get out of these situations. Why horror? I just tend to... Right. Horror and comedy. I oh, don't do know you? why. I yeah. can't help it. I'm Dark in this. I'm in comedy. this. Yeah. I'm yeah. in this stint right now. I've like I did the soother one. Yeah. I'm editing this other horror film that's about 15 minutes yeah. called uh, A Twist in the Tail, which is actually about a dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just finished filming another one um, called I'm Supposed to Kill It. And it's 60 seconds. It's a super short one. That like, I'm gonna be where
0: reading. do you find the time? Yeah. you got I, two. Well, you got two kids. Yep. Yeah. So working part time. So, so during, now, so yeah. So the baby that we you were talking about, your wife was in her tri- your tri- third trimester. Yeah. Now you have the baby. Yeah. So now you got two suitors.
1: Flying. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't sleep a whole lot. There's no, no doubt I about can't. that. I can't. <laughs> and
0: then how do you get stuff done?
1: Uh, it's Just efficient. Like I don't. Um, I don't really play games anymore. I don't really like. I'm very. Efficient with my time for that. Yeah. Um. One of the things I've been doing recently is all once the kids go to bed at eight thirty type thing. Me and Carly will basically hang downstairs. She'll work on something she's working on, and I'll work on things. That's yeah. generally what I do every night. Yeah. And then um, some nights, like on a Friday night, I might work till three in the morning type thing. Just depending, yeah. depending on what. Especially with like editing, I find with editing, I've got a, I need like a good four hour stint to actually get something done. Yeah. So I tend to go pretty hard on that.
0: <laughs> um, morning person or night person?
1: It, honestly. I'd say more of a night person yeah. um, naturally. Uh, with the kids, it's turned me more into a morning yeah. person because you don't really have much of a choice. But yeah. I'm fighting my natural instinct for sure to be able to do that. I
0: um I can get up at five in the morning and yeah. go and get right to work. Yeah, and I find by eleven o'clock in the morning or noon or one o'clock, I'm no good to anybody. Yeah, but I do have to come home and I do have like pro like much like you projects yeah. that I work on on the side. Yeah. That's my passion. Totally. I have to... I could easily just get home and say I'm tired and I'll sit down on the couch and I'll watch Netflix. Yeah. Uh, But I have to say, okay, you know what? This... At 7 o'clock, I'm going to the studio or I'm going to sit in front of the computer. I got to design these. I got to get these done. Mm -hmm. It has to be done. So, I'll do it, say, two hours of work. Then, if I want to... Yeah. Usually, what happens... And I don't know if this is... I get... I get so involved in what I'm doing that suddenly time has no meaning whatsoever. Totally. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that, that happens to me where all of a sudden it's like three in the morning and I'm like, Oh God, I got to be up at six. This is going to be bad. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It just, it just totally depends. I've been getting a bit better with the efficiency part. I'm planning, um, to, I'm kind of done all my filming stuff I wanted to do for the next little bit. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of lock my camera up for a little bit and get back to, there's some writing and I have to do, um, we're at a stage with Jeff and the Ninja where we're very close to actually having it picked up. Um, we have a few producers involved that we're we're hoping to really get our second season going. Um, nice. But for us to do that because, again, because we're in Prince George, um, it's making them a bit hesitant to pick up to greenlight us directly. So what I'm essentially trying to do now is I need to hunt down local investors for it to show that we basically – are already going to be doing this is kind of the way because that's how I got it with Telus. I was like, yeah. when I called, I had been chasing these grants for a long time, and we just, even though we'd have a good project and all these things, it was just never panning out, right? Yeah, yeah. And then with with Jeff the Ninja originally, I basically we were ready to go, and I pretty much called them up and was like, "We're filming this in October or in August. Um, do you want to be a part of it or not?" Because I'm sick of waiting.
0: <laughs> and then yeah.
1: and it actually worked. And then all of a sudden we we're getting these calls and we we're able to do this stuff. And I was like, Oh, "Okay, that's what I've been doing wrong." I'm you know like they want to see people who they want to help people who are helping themselves right oh for sure so so one of the things i've realized i'm at the stage now before i was very hesitant to work with financiers or have money from anybody mm-hmm. because i didn't know i was like well i don't want someone to invest in something i'm making um without me knowing for sure that i can at least give them something out of it to make it worth mm-hmm. them to have that kind of investment with us right mm-hmm. um but now that i finally kind of understand how that's working more Especially with Jeff and the Ninja already having a good audience, I'm at the, with that. I'm like, okay, you know what? This is what we kind of need to get this project off the ground. Um, so I'm kind of at that stage, trying to hunt down investors and things like that to help us with that first portion. Mm-hmm. Then once it gets rolling, we'll be good to go, sort of thing.
0: Art is a business. Yep. yep. And I, and I think the more the more artists who want to be successful realize that. Yeah the more successful artists will have. And, totally. And, and taking it seriously. Like The administrative stuff is 90... Per, well, okay. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's yeah, a lot it's of a work. Yeah. It's a lot of hustle. It's Big a lot time. of work. Self-promotion. Yeah. No one else is going to do it for us. Nope. Nope. That's right? the thing. Yeah. I know I, I work... Um, you may want to talk to Lisa Redpath and see if she's the program the she's a program coordinator for for the Community Arts Council. Oh, okay. Yeah. And every year they they host a uh, teen art workshop. Oh, okay. In the library. And okay. uh, and to me, filmmaking or yeah, creative I think it would be great to have you your mm-hmm. stuff there.
1: Oh, well, it's fun to do that stuff as well too, right? Cuz yeah. you can always work on little projects with people and
0: and they, well, it's not. It's just a one-day thing. So where the artists get together, like yeah. there's from different, all different mediums, and the kids will bring their own art in, and they'll come in, and if they're interested, and in they see something, you know, content creator, oh, okay, and they'll be like, "Wow, okay." And that that to me, that's a creative. That's otherwise you wouldn't be here. <laughs> no, no, and you have
1: to like that whole like, even since we've been doing it, like, I've I've been doing it a long enough time, I kind of know what I'm doing, right? Yeah. But even since we've, like, I've been filming here, we now have this kind of network of people mm-hmm. who have, a lot of them actually started on Clown Alley with me. And since then, like, we've been learning, right? So now it's not, I'm not the only one who knows how to do this. There's people behind us that work with us who are, you know, starting to really know how to do light, or you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. We're starting to build those people. Because one of the problems I had trying to get production uh, i had this movie wolf cop it's a canadian horror movie basically mm-hmm. they almost filmed wolf cop 2 in prince george and i was extremely close to having it happen because i was trying to piggyback jeff and the ninja off of them
0: yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. they were
1: going to essentially have the whole stuff <clears throat> set up mm-hmm. and what it came down to at the very end is they're like well if we film it in Regina, there's already people that can run, can be gaffers, can be lighting staff, can be this and this mm-hmm. administration because the film industry films there. Where yeah. with Prince George, they're like, oh, well, we'd have to bring in all our own people. So that's now going to bump our cost from, you know, say a million dollars to produce it to 1.5 million. If yeah. We don't quite have that budget, yeah. even though, you know, say the location, like I had a really good location for, they need to do a hockey scene mm-hmm. and we had a big plan for that, which, which worked. So it was kind of interesting, but now, so ever since then, I've been like, okay, well, it's pretty obvious we're not going to get help from outside. Like, no one's really going to give us that financing here. Mm-hmm. So with Clown Alley, I was like, let's just make something our own because heck with it. Like, we're just going to start making our own stuff, figure out how to do it ourselves, and then eventually maybe they'll start coming to knock to us <laughs> sort Yeah, of thing, develop
0: right? the talent here. Yeah, you know? and it's,
1: it's really interesting to see how many, like, there's some really talented people up here with that, and oh. a lot of them are doing the same thing I do, where they're just working, you know, working yeah. another job. Yeah, This is a thing they do.
0: I know something uh, theater Northwest. I'm a th- I'm a theater guy, mm-hmm. and, but I do love like I love any you know I love just about anything creative. Totally, but but the theaters where I I I cut my chops. In, yeah, and um, they are they like to they have a, a program now a um, sp- um sponsorship. No, what is it? Uh, Oh, anyways, they they develop local talent, mm-hmm. and that's their thing. And and I think there's a lot of talent. All you got to do is reach out. Totally. Right. Yeah. All you got to do is reach out and no, say, "Listen, do you want to try this?" Right.
1: Yep. Like we actually use like Bradley Charles, who's now he does a lot with Theater Northwest now, and he's he was in uh, he's been a. Lot oh, of Bradley them. does. Yeah. yeah he does yeah. a lot of
0: lighting. I was working with him on. Totally. Uh, we did. I helped uh, do the set build and and hang lights uh, for Dracula: The oh, Untold nice. Story. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. He was talking to me about that. They wanted. Uh, I don't know. It was. But uh, yeah, I know them pretty well. And Brad helps me a lot with. He's one of the guys that ends up filming with me quite a bit. Actually, oh, does so he? Right on. He's actually the main star of uh, A Twist in the Tale, which is the horror one I'm hoping to release fairly soon. But oh, I'll have yeah, to. He's I'll the main guy to. in that one. So he does a good job too. Actually, that's he had a he had a really good job in that one. And the dog, the dog was pretty darn good.
0: <laughs> um, you've been nominated for some awards.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, it's been a good year.
0: Yeah, what um, what awards? Uh...
1: The, the craziest one we got, like, Jeff and the Ninja now has won six or seven awards um, kind of on the international film circuit for web series, nice. which is kind of its own thing. And there's actually this thing uh, called the uh, Web Series World Cup, yeah. which is a standing of all the web series in the globe, and they yeah. basically rate them based on, like awards and how they're doing and all these things. And we're actually in the 28th position or something. In the world, in the that's war- not bad. right? Which is that's pretty good. Bad. I'm pretty happy <laughs> yeah, about that. So yeah, even getting yeah. on there, I was yeah. like, that's awesome. Because there's shows that are actual funded shows that are there, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there was the last film festival we were at, they had a show that had uh, Jason Mewes from like Clerks and everything. Mm-hmm. He was the main actor in it. He was. It was great. It was like really well done. Yeah, but yeah. I was like, oh, that's crazy we're even in the running at this type of thing, right? But uh, yeah, the biggest award we won so far was uh, we won best directing at the Indie Series Awards in L.A. Oh,
0: and it was Al- in um, L.A. Yeah, and that's, that, wasn't that's, two, that was just recent. Was it? that was
1: this year? Yeah. yeah, most of them have been this year. And that was a uh, that was a really big one because that's there were Emmy nominated shows that we were up against. James Franco was in a show that we were up against. Mm-hmm. Like, like that, that was a really big award for us. Um, we've since won. Uh, I actually won best new comedic actor at the Miami Web Fest. Uh, Jeremy won, um, best supporting actor. So we've got two acting awards for the show as well. Nice. Um, we won, oh, what was the other one we had? We got a few, I've got them, I've got them sitting on the mantle. Oh, best pitch. We did a big pitch, um, where we had to pitch the show in front of a live audience,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, as well as front of, uh, we did in front of HBO, Paramount Pictures and, uh, Viacom. And uh, we ended up winning that as well. So we that's picked... some
0: big people. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty yeah, neat to get some, some feedback. Big... from I've them, got so. a <clears throat> There's a there was the the I don't know if you know her. You might know. Her. I can't remember her. For... I'm terrible with names. Yeah, too, right? no, it's, it's <laughs> tough for me. It's a battle. <laughs> she was the front of house manager for Theater Northwest a couple of years ago. She's okay. down in I'm not I'm not even sure where she's living now, but she'll post on social media she's a screenwriter
1: oh, okay oh you know what i might actually i think brad was talking about her yeah, and her something.
0: name is canadian person here on instagram okay right okay. and uh and i always like to watch because i because she's like do i want to do this or do i want to follow yeah what i want to do it's tough this is and yeah i know it's like it's because tough. i've done it for a few years and i'm like <clears throat> it's you know it's like chicken or feathers
1: yeah right yeah
0: like my wife finally said to me, she said, "I love you. I love what you're doing. The stress is killing me." Yeah, we got to make some money. <laughs> you need, to, yeah. Well, you know, right. one, if you, you got. I have to budget. Yeah. So one month I can do exceptionally well, and another month yeah. I'm like, I don't have any money. <laughs> it's it's
1: tough. It's a tough gig yeah. that way. Like I'm the my setup with the physio stuff has worked really well. Like mm-hmm. I've had a few times where I've really debated like just doing the film or just doing the physio and one thing like with the physio is like I really enjoy it but I do find I get burnt out if I'm doing too much of it mm-hmm. just because you're you know people are in pain and you're you're dealing with some problems yeah. that they're going through yeah. so that on top of you know kids and just everything else it's a lot to take in for me and I tend to mm-hmm. take People's. Uh, I'm. I'm a people pleaser generally, so I really take on people's problems, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> and, yeah. and I can do that for a while, but then it does start to really affect me. So I have to be careful with it. So having kind of weaning my hours back a bit at physio has actually been good for me, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and having this outside of it, it's this perfect balance because um, sometimes when I'm working with people too, like I get to hear people's stories all day. So every oh, now and then someone yeah, will say yeah. something that is just this incredible little thing, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, is it okay if I like maybe use that? Because <laughs> yeah. that's that's great. Like that's that's a very unique story, right? Um, and at the same time, it's good because with the film, uh, like I don't tend to do like corporate stuff or anything like that mm-hmm. because I just I really just don't want to do it. I did it before, yeah. Um, and like certain projects, I'm I'm all for if it's if it's something that I can. It's a unique project I would be Mm -hmm. in for it. But generally, I'm like, "Eh, I don't really want to do the corporate side of stuff. I'm going to stick with my narrative. So it's kind of enabled me to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the film gear is not cheap. So they've worked well for me to slowly kind of build up enough gear that we can actually do these things. Yeah.
0: Well, um Amy Blanding, you were mm-hmm. you did a didn't you do a music video just recently? She's yeah. going to be releasing it at UMBC. Yeah, I, was, I think. I was wondering when
1: it was coming out. And that no, one November.
0: Um, I'm not sure. This month sometime.
1: Yeah, and that one like that wasn't my project. I was helping. Yeah. I ran some camera on that one with. Uh, it was more Six Sigma was doing that okay, one. Okay. Yeah. It. Yeah. Um, but uh, they they wanted, we tried to get as many, it's actually really funny because when we were shooting it, we were like, this is the most overshot video we've, because <laughs> we had, we had like, Sam Ellis was there, and Sam yeah. is, a, he's a cinematographer who films for like BBC and like yeah. Planet Earth type stuff. Like yeah. He's a very yeah. good, you know, cinematographer, and we had him, and we had all the guys from Six Sigma, and then I was there, so we had like every camera in the city was basically filming that music video she made. Right. So it, it should be a lot of editing. Oh, it should be pretty good though. Yeah, (laughs) There really isn't a stone unturned. So I have a feeling that one's going to be really good when it's done. And the lighting, everything kind of came together nicely on that one. So I wrote, I I, I wrote something
0: down about, about artists here in Prince George and creative people. And I just want to, it has to do with, you know, how we, how we work with each other. Like, um, It's, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's nice to see, it's nice to see locals helping each other, first of all. And then making a living is nice. Yep. Right. Money's nice. Money's nice. Yep. No, it's, it helps for that stuff. Right. But, but we, we don't like, we don't shit where we eat. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if, if the guys need a hand, I'll give them a hand. Totally. If another artist is like, Hey, how did you do that? Yeah. Like I'll show you, I man. I don't care. No,
1: no, and right? it's such a collaborative, like film filming, especially. I think because, like, you know, you've you've got music, you've got the video, you've got the editing. So people know how to use computers, actors, makeup, mm-hmm. uh, you know, set design, locations, uh, producing, you know, finance. Like, there's a ton of people. Um, mm-hmm i've I've unf- like I've had to do more of it by myself than I would like to mm-hmm. you know what I mean, but and most of it honestly is just because you know with a lot of stuff like with Jeff and the Ninja, we had a very limited budget, yeah. so I didn't want to be like, hey, you know, I'll give you two hundred bucks to do six months of accounting work mm-hmm. right, like I can't do that to somebody, no. so I ended up doing more than I would like to, but at the end of the day, it's extremely collaborative, and you have mm-hmm. to you can't like the soother one, yeah i filmed basically myself, but it was super easy filming something like Jeff and the Ninja. Um, we had a team of, like, 60 people that we were yeah. working with the film that, and it's the only way those projects get done. There's and that's no a 15-minute
0: thing. Oh, totally. Right? And then yeah. all you all you got to do is look, just follow the credits at the end of a major motion picture. Oh, it's crazy. Blows my mind. Yeah. Blows my mind. Who's your favorite director?
1: It's a tough one. I I really like um the hot fuzz guy (laughs) his name, which is so bad but just because his style his style really kind of emulates my style a little bit he hasn't done much his last couple I haven't been as impressed with um the one director that I really like to follow recently is uh David um David something I'm trying to remember what the heck his name is I I was just watching him earlier but he did um uh Lights Out and um the new Marvel movie um with Shazam mm-hmm. Shazam he directed and he's like he's a lot like me which is why I like him mm-hmm. because he started out he started out you know just in Sweden doing his own thing and he, he became this famous director almost overnight because of he made a short horror film mm-hmm. that went from being like this little project him and his wife made to being this extremely viral video And all of a sudden he was getting calls and, you know, it just kind of took off. And next thing you know, he's directing a full length movie of it, right? Um, And he does a really good job of doing kind of the behind the scenes and also getting into some of the stuff that people don't talk about with filming or with like arts in general, right? Mm -hmm. And he'll go like his thing. He was talking about his depressive cycle that he goes into with it mm. which is i think something most filmmakers have mm-hmm. um but they don't really talk about it and you're always talking about all the great stuff with it and but it's a it's an emotional roller coaster every time when i first write a script i immediately think it's crap for the first yeah. while right and then i let it sit eventually i get excited again it kind of comes back i'm like oh no this is actually good right you start editing the first day on set always very difficult there's always problems it's just never not going to be an issue and you end up re rewriting the wheel and you get panicked Mm -hmm. Um, have some more great moments. It kind of comes back up first time you do your edit and you see the first rough cut. It's crap every time. (laughs) Right. And you're like, Oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to look like. Oh my God. And you panic. Right. Then you start reworking the editing and months and months of grinding on it. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh no, it's actually really good. Like I've turned it around. It's fine again. Right. You finish the project. You've been struggling through, um, like with clown alley, for instance, especially it was like, you're working with these people for months and then all of a sudden the project's over and now you don't see them for six months. And
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: really tough. And you're, you're all of a sudden back by yourself in your basement writing by yourself. Yeah. And it's like every project you're starting over from the beginning. You know what I mean? It doesn't really – even though I'm getting like better and more successful at it, and my process is kind of defining itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of ups and downs to it. And even with the film festival stuff, we go to all these film fests and it's this crazy high. You win this big award and you're talking to these Hollywood directors and all that stuff. Then you come back, and it's been three weeks, and it's like you never even talk to them, right? Yeah. There's nothing in the works at all. It's like, oh, okay, cool. We're right where we were before we did yeah, this. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? A little, so bit, it's,
0: little bit humbling. <laughs> yeah, and and yeah. it's it's
1: and the whole industry is kind of like that. Like, it's a very weird industry, mm-hmm. you know? It's And I think there's that's why you see so many, like, people who have a lot of issues or like emotional things that happen to famous yeah. people with it too. It's a brutal weird industry.
0: Yeah. Um, I think creatives in general. I was talking to a friend of mine who's uh he's an illustrator mm-hmm. and and this was years and years and years ago and I said Do we need to be drug addicts or alcoholics or have mental illness in order to be creative or does it yeah. does it make us that way? Yeah. Like there's... what the chicken or the egg. I know right? it's like
1: are we more susceptible to that stuff because of yeah. the creativity or yeah.
0: I think I think creative people are certainly more more, um intuitive and mm-hmm. perceptive and 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 sensitive yeah for sure yeah and like you said like a, like people pleasing yeah we i think we maybe without even without even realizing it we we're empathetic so so that m em- that we're empaths and so we pull that in even yeah. without no realizing any, right? it and i'm like why do i feel like shit
1: yeah yeah i know yeah. i know it's a weird i've one thing I've I've like recently I've gotten better at it now that I know it's coming with a lot of things yeah. you know what yeah, I mean? like yeah, I'll finish at yeah, and I'm like all right this week's gonna yeah. be a week I'm gonna go to the pool or I'm Let's gonna make sure I go easy. to the gym yeah, and yeah. get out of the house take care right? of yourself right? yeah exactly right
0: I know editing I have a greater respect for because I like I said we're doing the Arts North thing and that was really my I've done editing little things before yeah but this was just a talking head and to get like four minutes or five minutes worth of stuff. We shot for half an hour, and it mm-hmm. took me hours just to edit. So I, when you're saying six months of editing, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I, yeah. don't, I don't think people understand the process. Totally. And it's not their fault. No, no. They it's just, just like, haven't been exposed no, to it.
1: Until you do right? it, you can't you can't understand it. It's a weird. And I know that's always a problem with uh, commercial filmmakers because- you know, you'll have a project and they're like, Okay, well, this is how much it's gonna cost. And they're like, What the how the heck is that possible? It's just you take a camera, you film the thing, what's the deal, right? Yeah. And then when you go into it, you're like, No, it's gonna take like somebody's gonna be behind the computer eight hours a day for four months to get this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you also have like, you know, there's a lot of costs that add up with it, right? So and then yeah. the timing's like like I always like my uh like the sixty second one we filmed, right? Yeah. So we just filmed the sixty second one. Um about six hours of filming, so about an hour a minute, or an hour a second. Or no, mm-hmm. six, yeah, whatever. Math is wrong, but a lot. A lot. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> we did, and then like editing, you know, I've already put probably four or five hours into it. Um, visual effects are going to take longer because yeah. there's quite a bit of visual effect work I have to do on this one. Um, John Russell's doing sound for it. He's already, I'm sure, put a few hours in it just working on the music tracks, yeah. and I'm not sure how long he's already put into it, but I know he's working on it. Yeah. So, you know, it adds up.
0: Your visual effects, you use After Effects?
1: Yeah, most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, for what that's I do. That's
0: become pretty much, I mean, Adobe Premiere and After Effects and Audition have become pretty much the industry pretty standard, much.
1: eh? Yeah, it's it's the, they work really well. Most people know kind of how, how to use it roughly. Um, I do have a guy that, it depends, my visual effects aren't my favorite thing to do. Mm-hmm. They're too, especially now with kids, I find that that's the most difficult thing for me to do. Um, yeah. I can write while the kid, like, I can still write and be a parent. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Uh, visual effects I cannot do and be a parent. I gotta be 100% immersed, and it takes hours of just slugging through frame after frame, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so, like, down the road, that's something. Thankfully, with Jeff and the Ninja, Jeremy's a much better uh, visual effects editor than I am. Um, so he did most of the very nitpicky visual effects in Jeff yeah. and the Ninja, which was great. <laughs> so him, so and, him and me kind of divided that editing up.
0: You've got you've got uh, Jeff and the Ninja going, yeah. And you're looking at uh, another season. You want to call it a season? Yeah, or? it'd be yeah. it'd be
1: season two. It depends, yeah. right? So say it really depends who picks us up. Mm-hmm. Um, like say if we had Netflix pick us up. Right? Yeah. Then we'd have to film it from episode one because they there's a different way that they package it and yeah. the format that we use to film it wouldn't be acceptable for their standards. Yeah. So in that case we would then film the entire show over but at oh, a bigger yeah. budget. Right.
0: And Twisted Tail?
1: Twisting the tail, yep. Twisting
0: the tail. Yeah. yeah you got that coming up. And what else?
1: Um I'm supposed to kill it, which is the sixty second horror one. Okay. Um, Clown Alley which is that one that's been in the works for like two years. Yeah. And it's it's like 45 minutes. It's a long one. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'm, we're just waiting. There's one song that we're still working on for post on. Once that song's done, it's ready to release.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Those are kind of my big ones that I'm, I'm working on that have been sitting in the back. Yeah. Those are my main kind of edits <laughs> that I'm still almost done. Almost so, done. Yeah. And then I, I'm I'm really debating doing, we did a showing of Jeff and the Ninja at the Playhouse at one point.
0: And, that would be.
1: Uh, and it was a hoot right? Yeah. So we're thinking, I'm thinking once this is done, uh, once my final edit is with Clown Alley, I'm thinking of making a night of it again and showing Clown Alley. I have seven things I can show. So I'm thinking I'll show all seven films and we'll just make a night out of it and make it fun. Like a little movie festival. Yeah, yeah. film festival. It'd be a lot of fun and just like have little commentary, you know, with some of the projects, and I'll show some of our older stuff that isn't, it's still funny, but it's, you know, we've come a long way yeah. just to kind of show that process of how, how far it's kind of come, right? I think
0: that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm partial to Theatre Northwest, and maybe, you totally. would I would, uh, I would uh, contact Marnie Hamigami.
1: Oh, yeah, I'll be talking to them for the, sure.
0: The GM to see if you can use that space, too, because they're yeah. always looking for some just way to collaborate with, with, with other with other artists and other medias. Right? Totally.
1: And that's like, we were thinking that as well. It just, yeah. it just kind of depends on, I originally wanted to do it before Halloween because yeah. uh, there's a good, there's a good few horror films in there. Um, so in the like, playhouse ah. is the place. To do. Yeah, it'd be yeah, good for yeah, that. Yeah. But then, uh, once we were looking at kind of the editing, I knew I, I was looking at some things. I was like, ah, nah, Twist and Tail is going to take longer than I thought it would. Yeah. And then Clown Alley wasn't quite progressing the way I was hoping it was going to with the music stuff. Yeah. So I was like, ah, I'm going to wait. I'm not going to set a date until I have everything done. Yeah. Then I'll start looking into a showing. So I'm hoping to do it before Christmas. Um, And do like a Nightmare Before Christmas Night sort of thing. And we'll just show a bunch of films and have fun. But, you know, we'll see. (laughs) We'll see if I get her down in time.
0: John Chuby, thank you so much. Oh, i got to ask you. Pickaroon.
1: Yeah, Pickaroon. How did you get that? What's that name about? So, Pickaroon is actually another word for pirates.
0: Oh, Uh, okay. Yeah,
1: so even though there's a Pickaroon, there's another version for it as well. But for me, I just like the idea of something to do with space pirates. For some reason, (laughs) I don't know why. So I just like that. And I was going through a bunch of names and I was like, no, I like Pickaroon Pictures. And also Pick reminds me of Pixar. Yeah. And Pixar's way, they have a really good uh, book called Creativity Inc., which is about the process they use for their movies. I think Pixar has some of the best. um, I love their stuff. They have some of the best writing, I think, out there. Yeah. And just like the way they hone these stories and like the process they use mm-hmm. to do it is incredible. There's a whole, there's all this stuff. And I really like the way that they, their creative process. Yeah. So with a Pickaroon, I liked it because like, ah, Pixar, like I really like Pixar. So Pick Pickaroon pictures, Space Pirates works for me. So that's how I figured that one out. Now,
0: I thought actually I was thinking pictures. Okay. Pictures. Yeah. And then Bugs Bunny, what a maroon, right? Yeah. So- yeah. <laughs> Because yeah, I too. go right to cartoons. I love cartoons. Mm-hmm. So I go right to cartoons. Me too. Have you seen uh, Samurai Jack? No. Watch ever watched Samurai Jack? No.
1: The new season, Uh, they released like a new season. It's been like five years or something since it closed yeah. down. And they, they tried to make it as a movie and it kept falling through. And then mm-hmm. they eventually made um a fifth season. And if you like animation, it's incredible.
0: I'll have to check it's it out. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, what was it?
1: Uh, Samurai Jack. Samurai Jack. Yeah, and actually the animation style is the same influence that we used for the animation within Jeff the Ninja, mm-hmm. except for ours doesn't look even remotely as yeah. good as theirs does, yeah. but, uh, that was kind of what we used to help guide our animator. Budgetary
0: constraints. Oh yeah. <laughs> we're
1: like, this is what we're going for, you know. So where can
0: people, so people, um, just some social media stuff or some mm-hmm. where people can see your work.
1: Yeah, um, the Pickeroon Pictures Facebook page, um. Has most of my stuff. That's mm-hmm. where I generally post all of my things is mm-hmm. on the Picker and Pictures pa- Facebook page. Yeah, I have an Instagram account just at John Chubby.
0: Yeah,
1: um, Facebook, Twitter, John Chubby, basically. Yeah. Those are my main social media ones. Um, and then everything is linked through my website, yeah. which is Picker and Pictures at you know just dot com. com, and you can get to Jeff the Ninja. You can get to all my shorts. You can get to my YouTube channel, Vimeo channel. Um, everything. You can get t-shirts. It's all on that one site, so you can get there. That's the easiest way to get at everything. P I C. Yeah, P I C A R. Yeah. O O N.
0: ca or Dot .com. Com. Com. Dot .com. Yeah. All right, John Chuby, thank you so much for stopping in and having a little chat with us. Yeah, it was fun. Right on. Thank you. This podcast is recorded at the studios of CFIS-FM in Prince George, British Columbia, produced and edited by Take 5 Media. If you're interested in seeing any of the Arch North video interviews, check us out on YouTube, look for Take 5, or you can go to www.take5media.com.